Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, Andy. Hey, Patrick. Do you have any New Year's resolutions, Andy? <sighs> um, I don't have any New Year's resolutions, actually. I make it a point not to make any New Year's resolutions <laughs> because I've learned it's, it's never going to work. It's better to actually make just, if you're going to make a goal, like just make a goal. So you don't have to wait till 2021. You don't have to wait till January to make a goal, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that's weird. Just make a goal. And then it's it, it's probably going to work a lot better that way. It's not going to be jinxed because it's a, a year, a yearly resolution, you know? Yeah. I'm with you. So you didn't make any. Do you have no. any current goals? <laughs> Um, let's see, current goals, uh, I'm still working on them cause I, I'm afraid of making goals in January, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I guess my goal is to create some goals in February. Nice. Right now. That's a good goal. Yeah. That's my standing goal right now. <laughs> Top of my to-do list. Have you seen, I have a goal for you if you haven't seen this already. Okay. Have you seen Cobra Kai? <laughs> No, I haven't seen Cobra Kai. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> There's three seasons. They're about twenty oh. to thirty minutes an episode. It'll take you less than a week. <laughs> Don't no no, Patrick. Dude, it's I the mean, best. It's the best worst show ever. Oh, but it's a worst show though that you're making me watch. Like it's the best bad show you've ever seen. No, I can't do this. I I have already had like a a rough time with Karate Kid. Um, <laughs> that is just like so uninteresting to me. Oh man! And then they come out with this Netflix show, and I have like like less less desire than anything to watch that show. Like I just I can't. You there's can't no way it. I can do that. Oh. Um. You give me something like, uh, you know, uh, what was that that movie you had us watch um, earlier last year? Uh, Hamilton. You give me something like that. That's not something I typically watch. I'm down to do it, but I don't know if I can not do Cobra this. Not Cobra Kai? I can't do want, it. You don't want to take the Cobra Kai challenge? <laughs> Is it a challenge? <laughs> Dude, they just renewed a season four, too. Oh, good. This thing's going to go on forever, man. It probably will. Um now tell me about this, the episode structure. Like, is it, uh, <clears throat> it, I have no idea about what's going on with the story. I just know it has some sort of um, thing going on from the Karate Kid, right? Yeah. Like, now, sell did, it to me, Patrick. You did see Karate Kid. I've seen the Karate Kid. I've yeah. even seen a little bit of the the remade Karate Kid with um, Will Smith's son. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, yeah. That's, Sorry. Yeah. Ignore all of that. I didn't even finish it because it was bad. Um, yeah. But that's how I feel about this. I, I have no desire. Um, but yeah, I, give it to me straight, Patrick. Why should okay. I spend time watching this? Here it is. And and to our and to our listeners who yeah who uh, don't know what Cobra Kai is yet. Um, Karate Kid, Karate Kid One, right? The original Karate Kid, Dan, Daniel Larusa and Johnny. Uh, the fight between. Um, the Cobra Kai and the uh, Miyagi-Do, as he calls it, right? Mr. Okay. Miyagi and Daniel Arusa. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it takes that, it takes those characters 
and fast forward them 30 years, right? So now on the new Cobra Kai, on the, on the Cobra Kai series, you're introduced to Daniel LaRusa, auto salesman extraordinaire in the uh, Los Angeles Valley. And Johnny um, had a rough life. <laughs> Did he have say. a rough life? Oh, yeah. Crap. Now, back in the day, he was the rich kid. They switched places. Okay. 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 So, okay. So um, Daniel, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is which? Um, which is the karate kid? Is Daniel, it Daniel? Daniel's the karate kid with Mr. Okay. Miyagi, right? Okay. And Johnny okay. is the Johnny is the blonde-headed guy okay. in Cobra Kai with gotcha. his instructor. Uh, um, I can't remember the instructor's name, but his instructor, the No Mercy. He's the No Mercy guy, right? All right. He's like the bully. So in Karate Kid, he's like the bully. But what you do, what you find out in, in Cobra Kai, is that that's not the whole story. We only saw a little <laughs> bit of the story, <laughs> and it takes a bit of a spin, which I like, and kind of says that maybe Daniel was a little bit of a bully. Maybe Daniel oh. showed up and stole freaking Johnny's girl, and Johnny's a little <laughs> bit pissed about that, and that's why he was beating him up. And then okay. we go we go through that whole entire story. Now the cool part is, the cool part of the story is, and is the you get to see them grow up. You get to see them like, <laughs> like, like be the adult actors and stuff, but still yeah. the same characters. Um, but Johnny is a hilarious character, dude. He's so funny. He's like he's stuck in the eighties. He like oh, doesn't wow. know what the internet is. Like they, there's a scene where he like buys a computer and he doesn't know how to like turn it on and he, he like returns it and it's like <laughs> it's like it doesn't work you told me i could get on the internet or whatever and he's like yeah it's wi-fi enabled he's like i didn't see any wires or anything it's just funny how like his character they make his character be like this kind of like stupid locked in kind of like 1980s guy it's pretty <laughs> hilarious but i mean he lived his glories you know <clears throat> back then right yeah his glory days were that and so he hasn't really grown <laughs> since then yeah, okay. Daniel, okay. Daniel, Goodness. like <laughs> Daniel in his auto in his like car sales, like his car places when he sells a car, everybody gets a a tree. Like Mr. Miyagi used to give him a tree, you know. Okay. Everybody yeah. gets this little tree, and he teaches them how to like groom it and stuff. It's pretty hilarious, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's pretty funny, but it's their kids. So it turns oh, out Johnny wants to do something with his life now, so he brings back Cobra Kai. And then, and then, uh, hilarity and, uh, and bad fighting and silly, silly lines and everything jump back into play. Man. So it's about a bunch of some guys that are stuck in the past that really haven't grown since then are trying to get their sons to relive their, their glory, trying to live through their, their sons and forcing them to, to fight and stuff. Okay. Kind of, kind of. Okay. There's some complication there that you'll never, you'll never, it's, uh, Daniel, it's not his son, it's his daughter. And then Johnny's son is an estranged son. He doesn't take care of his son. So he sort of Mm -hmm. befriends another guy, Miguel, that's a neighbor of his as kind of his son. And then, so it's a little bit more complicated. It's not as simple. Sure. I'm I'm sure. I mean, uh, there's four seasons going on, right? (laughs) They had to do something to fill all that time. But it's some of the yeah. it's some of the most cheesy writing and uh, <laughs> acting and uh, fight scenes you've ever seen, and it's it's I think it's actually pretty enjoyable. So, okay, that would be my challenge to you. You can take it or leave it. I know if you're not into it, it can be very painful. But 
I fear that Cobra one uh, might be a little bit painful for me. So um, I'm not sure I can do it, but we'll see, Patrick. We, you never know. Maybe just Something watch the episodes are only about 20, 30 minutes long. So just maybe just watch okay. the first episode just to get your feet wet and then see. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you were really right about the last show that you recommended to me. Um, the Lasso? Show again. Ted Lasso? Lasso. Ted Lasso, which man, wonderful, wonderful show. Yeah. Um, this is the exact opposite of Ted Lasso. Okay. So... I'm glad I don't have to take it too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Ted Lasso is just a good show. Mm -hmm. Just a very good show. This one is a good show in that it's so bad it's good. You know that circle of bad? Where it's like you're at the top of the circle and this is where everything good happens, right? And then things become so bad they kind of like slope around. (laughs) And then at the bottom of the circle, at the bottom of the circle, it's just bad and bad, right? There's no good. It's just like... Yeah. The show is so bad that it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. Cobra Kai comes back around the circle up toward the good part again. It's so bad that it's good. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, well, I, I hadn't heard of that circle before. Does that circle have a name? It's the good, bad circle, I believe. Good, bad circle. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's that's really good to know. If, if it doesn't have a name, it does now. So you coined that, Patrick. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yep. The greatest. Well, I think I've told you about Danger Five in the past, and you haven't watched that either. But the greatest bad show of all time is Danger Five. That two seasons. The second season is just horrible, but the first season is great. Okay. It's by the. It's by the people who did uh, Italian Spider Man. Have you ever heard of Italian Spider Man? What? Okay, we'll have to talk about this later. <laughs> what is <that? laughs> Okay. Uh, all right, um, yeah, some some things I'll have to check out for sure. Um, my list is growing. <laughs> my my backlog of of um, good bad stuff. Um, so that's great. Once okay. I yeah finish the good stuff, I'll I'll have to hit that that list. Okay. Awesome. Well, Patrick, What's, should uh, we find out what our topic is today? I was gonna, I was gonna ask, what is our topic today? And guess what? I have a drum roll. I have an actual drum roll today. So oh, are good. you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so today's topic, Patrick. It turns out. Um, uh, Chris Jenkins, friend of the show, individual who has sent in so many topics, um, thankfully to us, um, wants to know what are the rules every designer should break? What are the rules every designer should break? Yes. <laughs> what <laughs> what is going we, on? <laughs> we got sound effects now okay. for the show. Our budget, Andy, our budget was um, was increased in 2021. Yeah. And so, instead of instead of hiring that intern I told you to hire, instead you got a soundboard to do soundboard. I got effects, a soundboard, yeah. Like. Soundboard is more important than the intern. I guess that's our new intern. <laughs> yep, this is our new intern. 
Oh, I hope that soundboard can make coffee. It's going to be a great year, man. Can't make coffee, but it can make this sproing sound. <clears throat> oh, this is going to be great. What rules can designers break? What what <laughs> rules every designer should break? So I what guess we should kind of break down. should break, okay. Yeah, what, what are rules exactly? Like, are they unwritten rules? You know, they, they probably... I He just said rules. So we could talk about, like, unwritten rules. We could talk about written rules, if there are any written rules for designers. <laughs> um, and any other type of rule um, that you can break. Um, I think it's an interesting interesting topic, for sure. I think, um, I think starting off, uh, one rule that kind of comes to mind for me is... You know, the, the rule that kind of you should only design within the defined style guide as a designer. Mm, dandy. <laughs> that is a rule, it, right? It's a rule, yeah. Um, there's a designer, you know, and probably a group of designers that worked really hard to get a style guide, um, to get this this um, piece of, of work that helps designers of their team be able to make the right stuff. The stuff that is, you know... Um, that everyone should use to make you know your your app your product cohesive um, to make it work and function together right um, so a lot of people worked tirelessly really hard to get that together and you should never design outside of that style guide right patrick <laughs> you should try not to <laughs> <laughs> makes people angry <laughs> Uh, yeah, people like you, right, Patrick? <laughs> well, yeah, people like me, but I think, I think, um, that one's a tricky one. That one is honestly a tricky one, and it's probably a rule that should be broken when necessary. But it's also something yeah. that, like, I think designers have this, designers have a problem with thinking that, um, because, because you, you were sort of naturally creative, right? And we like to create. And we have tools that allow us to create anything we want. That somehow, if we create something and throw it into the ether, that like a developer will just make it so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it'll just magically happen. Um, and I think that's where, I think that's where, <coughs> pardon me. I think that's where uh, the problem lies. It's not necessarily the style guide or the style or the rules, but what is actually built. And when you, you, you know, some people like to change or deviate from that and hoping that somehow it'll, you know, the, an engineer somewhere will change it. But what really happens is, is you run into a communication issue. Yeah. So, which, which causes a bigger problem. But if you're, I think if you're thoughtful about it and you work with your engineering team and you say, hey, look, I think it would be better to do this. Here's the reasons why. Blah 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 blah. I think that's a different story, right? If you're if you're more thoughtful about it, but if you're passive aggressive about it, and you're just like, <laughs> I'm gonna change the padding on the button because I yeah. like it better. Yeah. Um, you're just gonna cause either wonkiness in the app, or you're gonna cause some miscommunication in the application. Mm -hmm. But I think it is a rule. Like, I don't. I think you know. I think it's a rule that you should break when when. Like, if you if you. If designers never broke that rule, right? So here's the conundrum. 
if designers never broke that rule, then the style guide would never get improved. Yes, and exactly. it would stay stale, and it would, you know. So I think I think to be the devil's advocate, I think you always have to have people on your team that are that are that are pushing at it, that are constantly mm-hmm. picking at it. Um, I think it's yeah. beneficial for the team in the long run. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like, like the style guide, there's a reason for it. Like, it, there's a reason why it exists. It's there to help you. It's there to help the users. It's there to help developers to make it, you know, an easier process, of course, right? Um, and it's it's something that's really important to have. Otherwise, if you didn't have it, it'd just be chaos, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of designing with, with a team. Now, um, I think what you're saying is absolutely right. I really like you should have like a really good reason to break it and you should go about it thoughtfully. Um, and that of course comes in with working with your developers and also working with the designers. So you could actually say like, I have this, this thing that I'm trying to solve for the current style guide doesn't actually support what I'm trying to do. Um, so there's no, no way to do this right now. And I would like to improve this and I would be happy to be the first, you know, the first be part of the first team to make this, you know, change in the style guide as well as in the application when it's being built with our developers. So I think you should work at it in a thoughtful way. So I really like what you said there. So I think that is a way that you can kind of, um, you know, work outside of the style guide, um, break it a little bit um, to improve it, but not to just, you should have a really good reason for it. Like what you said, I want to make the, the button padding, you know, bigger or whatever. I'm just like messing with stuff. I'm putting, throwing in new colors just because I think they look cool or I saw them on dribble. That's probably not a really good way, reason to break it. Right. There's not really any need for that. So, um, if it's just you trying to flex your design muscles, your creativity muscles, um, and that's really all it is, then there's no point in, in breaking the style guide. I think another rule that designers should break all the time, and we should be better at breaking this rule, and maybe it's not a rule, maybe it's a, maybe it's a misguided assumption on my mind. <laughs> it's not a rule. <laughs> um, um, is waiting for PMs to schedule research calls, and like, oh. <laughs> like being able to wait, like we wait for PMs to like do research with us, and I think I think designers like. Why don't we just reach out ourselves to customers and schedule calls? Sure. Like, why don't yeah. we just do that? I notice every everywhere I've worked, it's kind of like we wait for PMs, you know. <laughs> but uh, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> that's true. That's that's something that's absolutely true. Designers can lead out and start that conversation themselves, and along the way, they can invite the PM to come to be part of the call. Right? They don't have to yeah. wait for the PMs to do it. I think um, it's. Where, where I have had that, and I've, I've definitely done this many times in my career, I've waited for the PM to do this. And I think where I've, the reason I've done that is because scheduling is hard. <laughs> um, and I think it's it's nice to have somebody else do it for you. <laughs> so. so it's not a rule. You're saying it's the, it's the laziness in a design. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so maybe I think what you're saying is stop being lazy as designers. Um you can contact CS and be like, "Hey, CS, yeah, you can. Can I can I schedule a call? Yeah. Do you, do you have a list of people I could contact about this feature? And they'd be like, "Yeah," or they'd be like, "Wait, you're not a PM." And you're like, oh, "Hold on, let me put on my PM voice." Hey, 
Get on and get some people from CS. That's exactly PM how my PMs like, sound. <laughs> they all sound like that. <laughs> At least in Utah, because they're all from the BYU School of Business. And at the yeah. BYU School of Business, they all talk that way. Very so. true. <laughs> I, so I was going to say another rule that comes to mind, I think, as well, um, is like there's the rule of like um, when you're about to design something um, and you kind of think of all of the other big tech companies that have already done this, I think the rule is um, just because somebody else did it this way you don't have to do it this way just because like Apple or Google or, you know, Airbnb like does it this way. It doesn't mean that you have to. Um, I think that's a rule that you can break. You can actually design something that makes sense for your company and for your users and not the way that Apple did it. Wait, are you saying, are you saying that it's okay for designers to not copy everyone else? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying there's a rule somewhere that we have to do it the same way Apple does it because Apple did it that way. Because yeah, <laughs> right. there's, this, there's this weird fake rule that says that Apple did research somehow. Yeah. Right? Well, if, if and I've heard, I've heard PMs say this a lot. I've heard developers say this a lot. I've heard, I've heard designers say that a lot, right? It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, well, I mean, Google's a big enough company. They obviously researched it out. You know, it's like no, they probably didn't. If you're, if you're playing the odds, <laughs> if I'm a betting man, they just made the same assumption you did. <laughs> <laughs> One company did it, and so everybody else does it that way afterwards, right? Yeah. <laughs> Assuming this is the right way, until there's one innovative designer that says, "I'm going to play with something and do it differently." Yeah. I'm going to think different, right, Patrick? Think different, exactly right. That goes back to what's his face wrote that book about, you know, artists steal or something like that. Artists don't copy; they steal, or mm -hmm. whatever it's called. It, it went around for a while. I think that's the same principle. It's like, um, <clears throat> when you when you simply copy from another company without actually digesting it then then you you have no idea if it's valuable or not right yeah and you don't really know why but like if you if you see a pattern in somebody in somebody else's app that they're doing a particular thing like investigate it but but at the same time like figure out what's gonna figure out if you like it figure out what about it could apply to your application yeah and then and then work it into your application don't don't just be like hey copy and paste boop see that interaction works or whatever mm -hmm. like that that's the scary part that's the part that i think you're talking about is like we don't want to like break that rule break that rule of like hey they they did it already i'm just gonna copy it yeah exactly and yeah what you're saying like is um and it's fine it's fine to take a, a common pattern and reuse it because it's you know using the, an icon that everyone else uses like using the little the little disk drive as a save icon you know, a lot of people know that means save icon, right? Yeah. Um, it's okay to do it, but it is important to also make sure that it makes sense for your users. And the way you do that is by actually testing it. So mm -hmm. can't test every every single little thing, and I understand that. But at the same time, if you are if you are um, stealing or copying something, um, make sure it works. Um, if it doesn't work, then you're going to have to do something else. <laughs> you yeah. know, so. It'd be cool too to see to see more people, more companies not steal, um, not just copy, 
uh, UI patterns and like style guides, you know, like not mm-hmm. just say like, we're going to do material design, you know, not just like, um, you oh, know, yeah. pick, pick a popular kit and be like, we're just going to follow what Apple does, or we're just going to follow what bootstrap is or like whatever it'd be. It'd be cool. It, it would be nicer to see more people do custom UI. Cause I think, I think, I think it would, I think it would make apps a little bit more interesting and less, less, uh, less the same, right? A lot of them are, yes. are really the same. So it'd be kind of cool to see some, you know, some different roundness of buttons, maybe <laughs> some different color usage, <laughs> you know, things like that. It'd be kind of cool to see that. I think you see more experimentation in the graphic design world than you do in yeah. the UI world. So it'd be kind of cool That's... for people to break that break that pattern i I would have to agree with that i think so too like and also like when you're wanting your users to you know be excited about your brand if it's the exact same look as everybody else they're not they're not going to really be able to differentiate differentiate you as as easily right yeah Um, so if you if your application does have a different look and feel um that is a delightful look and feel um that's going to resonate with them and that's going to you know going to have you know some sort of value to your users so consider that when you're selecting your style guide yeah. for sure it would, be, it would be really cool if you broke if people break some hierarchy rules sometimes and be like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do something a little crazy here in my ui um you know in the recent in recent years you've seen some of that where people are using you know serif fonts you know as display fonts in their applications not just their marketing websites and, um You've seen a lot of high contrast UI lately too, which yeah. I, which I like. Um, that you know, get around that you know the rules of like, hey, well, if you're going to use a title, it needs to be black, and then if you have a subtitle, then it needs to be smaller and you know not as gray, not as dark, and it needs to be gray. And like, there's a lot of these like common rules of design, especially visual design, that I think people adhere to, and they don't they don't they don't break as much you know because they're worried that it's going to look weird or it's not going to look the same you know but i think it, mm-hmm. it i think it really it really kind of goes back to well what can you what can you break and then still be usable and functional and, and appealing to people and yeah. i'm sure there's a ton of stuff you can you can break you know just in the visual design world of like hey i'm not going to do i'm not going to do the traditional you know five pixel border radius for a button you know i'm gonna do something crazy do something different we'll shake it up um i don't know like alignments and stuff i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of like pretty written rules around ui design i feel like a lot of those could be broken yeah and new styles could come out of those you know yeah that's that's where innovation comes from patrick um and all of the other infinite timelines out there, I'm sure there are, there are buttons that are triangle buttons, <laughs> you know. In all the other parallel universes. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a company, uh, Andy. I don't know if you I don't know if you know about them, uh, but it's called Rivet Health. And I was looking at their website the other day. And if you look at their app screenshots and you look at some of the things that they've got going on, you'll notice, you'll notice something unique as a designer. Unique. <clears throat> Rivethealth.com. Okay. And one thing I like about it that I thought was cool. And this goes, this goes back to, this is maybe breaking a rule of design that I think we've all, 
we've all sort of blindly walked into. And I don't know if they did this on purpose or not. Um, but you'll notice their color, the coloring of their text is all purple. There's not really any black text on their website. And in their application, yeah. they don't, they do more, they, they have a little bit more traditional. But that just, I just kind of noticed that the other day. I, was, I liked that it's kind of like the, it's a little bit of a throwback look, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but the hierarchy is still present, you know, things are still present, but I just kind of liked it. I don't know. That's like, that's like another rule I can see people breaking, right? It's like those, just those, those like rote commonalities we're supposed to just do, right? And I, and this is another example. I think of somebody that's, that's gone like, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, we're gonna change all of our text to be purple and we're not gonna worry about, you know, 19 different shades of gray. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty interesting. 19 shades of gray. Only 19. Well, you know that rule, everybody. You gotta have you gotta have different shades of gray for your UI kits. Yes. What if you only had four? Instead of 50? Then that's that's breaking a rule. It might not be as exciting. You never know. (laughs) Test and figure out, man, right? (laughs) You got any other rules that we need to break as designers, Andy? I'm trying to think. That's a tough one because it's hard to know what the rules are. Yeah. (laughs) Designers, Designers break rules all the time because they don't know what the rules are. (laughs) <laughs> we could break the rule where we could we could critique developers code we could do that that'd be fun wouldn't it <laughs> yes that would be that'd be a great rule to break i think Just that would go pretty well be like hey why did why is this function uh recursive <laughs> <laughs> you just made that word up didn't you patrick <laughs> no idea what i'm talking about why why do you indent four spaces instead of, instead yeah. of six? Why didn't you actually take notes on this um, in the code? <laughs> yeah. Where's your comments about this function? Yep. Um, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, never <laughs> never cross that boundary. <laughs> <coughs> That's a rule. I, I'm gonna keep that one in place. I'm gonna say, Patrick, let's not let's not break that rule. You don't want to do that. It's not gonna go that well, you know. No, it won't actually. It might be fun like once. Maybe. And then the developer will school you, and then you'll be like, <laughs> exactly. oh, okay, that wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> Again, maybe smarter than maybe. me. Sorry. If you keep making up words like you just did, um, maybe the the developer will like play along, <laughs> like they know what it means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the hyperbolic level of conversion on the uh, recursive <laughs> avenue here like, like, well, oh, you I see <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we should we should keep being nice to our developer friends let's let's keep them on our side okay what about what about pms what can we do what can we do in 2021 to, to make pms job harder to make it their job harder. Yeah, what can we do? We generally, oh, I know one rule we can break. We can we can quit being babies about things sometimes. 
Yeah, that um, is a rule that we're supposed to we're supposed to throw tantrums as designers, yeah, right? We're supposed to stereotypically throw tantrums about things and hissy fits and and uh, about things that you know don't matter, right? That's what that's what's always assumed about us. That's true. Yeah, it's like, whoa, he's just complaining because the button color's wrong, and you're like, oh, <laughs> crap, no, I'm not. That's not why I'm doing it. Um. Yeah, we could continue to do that, and that would make our PM's job a little bit harder, right? Yeah, that's true. I think there is a rule that, like, we're supposed to kind of take a really long time to do our work, to, like, do, like, to actually do our design for some reason. <laughs> um, I don't remember what that rule, like, where it came from. Um, I didn't study design, you know. I didn't actually, like, take any courses or anything, so I, I didn't receive that rule in terms of how long my designs are supposed to take. Like, are they supposed to be five months or supposed to be six months? But... I think this year maybe we can break that rule and probably we can design a little bit faster. Uh, yeah. What do you think? I don't know because you know how doctors swear an oath, right? When they're like, "Hey, we're, they, <laughs> before you become a doctor, you swear this oath," and everything yeah. like that. When you're in when you're in design school, you swear an oath that you're not going to go very fast. Okay. It's like a it's like a secret society type thing, right? It's I will like, always be the bottleneck, right? <laughs> yeah, I will always remain the bottleneck, and I will never be able to provide estimates for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's always that's kind of the rule. I I'm down to break it. I think I think you'd cause a revolution. That's. Um, I think a lot of people would be angry. You know, it's I... like, it's like it's like a union, right? Like unions are good. Until they get too much power, I think designers have uh, have gotten too much power with the old. Uh, it's going to take me so long to do this or whatever. Yeah, that they've forgotten how to do estimates, forgotten how to do their job, and forgotten that they could actually do it pretty quickly. So the old guard might not like your idea, Andy. That's all I'm saying. That's that's possible. Yeah. See, I didn't since I didn't go to design school. I didn't take that oath, um, and maybe that's why, like. Um, I actually recently in my team started doing some estimates on my work. My estimates haven't been good estimates. They've been pretty bad um, in terms of what I've been able to accomplish. <laughs> um, but I did do estimates and nothing happened. So maybe that's because I didn't actually take that oath, you know, so yeah. I didn't get any designers showing up at my doorstep, you know, wearing sunglasses, wanting to take me out. So not that you know we'll them see. yet. They yeah. could be watching you right now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think that would be a good rule to break, though, is actually providing, providing estimates on your work. And I think, I think it wouldn't be that terrible. It's. I think most of us sort of know how quickly we can work. Mm-hmm. Um, most designers who have been at least doing it for a few years, right? You know, like if you're given a problem, you go, okay, well, I could do this in, uh, in two weeks. I could probably have something for you. Um, it might not be super accurate initially because. Obviously, you haven't been comparing yourself to anything. Yeah. Um, but that could be a cool... I mean, we do this with develop. I mean, we always force developers to estimate. You mm-hmm. know? Like, it's literally like we force them to do it. They don't want to do it either. But like design... And then design goes, well, nobody took into account in your estimate design. It's like, well, yeah, because you have no idea how long... Like, what is your estimate? And you're like, yep. months? I don't know. <laughs> there's too many unknowns well give me an estimate how long is it going to take you like if somebody gave you like a new ui piece like said okay we need to like here's a here's a ui there's a ui in the application that needs to be needs to have it needs to be tweaked 
and he's had some uh, features added to it, a couple lines of something or, you know, something like that. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Like, uh, you don't need to do any, like, real user research for this. Everything's just kind of there. You just kind of need to add mm-hmm. some stuff. Like, you pretty much know how long that would take you, right, Andy? You'd be like, yeah, yeah it's going to take me four days if, I'm, if that's the only thing I'm working on. Yeah. Right, or whatever it is. It's where the it's where the research comes in. I think it makes it harder. Yeah, exactly. I and I think it's also okay. Like if your estimate is wrong, like even if it's consistently wrong, like if you are good at like, if you're good at like you know communicating visually where you are, um, and yeah. um, not not communicating visually, but being being more transparent in terms of where you are in your work, and you could be like, okay, this thing came up. Um, so this was pushed out some more, you know, because that's what developers have to do now. Um, and their, you know, their estimates are, I think often not always entirely accurate and I think that's okay. And so I think we are afraid of making estimates because there are unknowns. Um, there are other things that come up and if we are just good at communicating those things that are coming up in stand up um, with our team, you walk over and talk to them and I think it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I think yeah. you could be a lot more efficient with your work at that point. I have a rule, Andy, that we can break. We can start breaking it today, and hopefully every designer will start breaking it. We've talked about this rule before, Andy. Um, design, we need to break the rule that the designer is done when their mock-ups are done. That's the rule we need to break. Designs are done when the mock-ups are done? Yeah. We need to finish that. We need to break that rule. We need to hammer that rule into the ground. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Very true. <laughs> we need to make this. Designers need to be accountable for the application. Yeah. The design of the application, not the design of their box. That drives me nuts, man. We've talked about that a lot too, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. it's like the designer just does the design and then they ship it to the engineer and then they, they wipe their hands of it. And then they complain when the design doesn't come out right. They're like, well, most of the designer, they're the developer, just whatever. I'm like, dude, you're the designer. At the end of the day, it's your responsibility. If the design, if the application comes out and it's designed poorly, that's on you. That's not on anybody else. Yeah. That's, that's, that that's, that's totally true. I love that. That's a really great idea. I was just going to say, uh, did we did we give some rules for Chris to break? I think we did. Yeah, I think he should get on breaking those rules as well as um, all of the um, audience members. Um, I think your goals, um, not your New Year's resolutions, but your goals Mm -hmm. should be to start breaking these rules this year. Okay, let's do it. And uh, I want to hear from Chris. If he's if he's got rules that need to be that need to be broke. Like. I want to know what his experience was like. All right. You hear that, Chris? You got homework for us. <laughs> I, we got homework for you. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and watch Cobra Kai tonight, Andy. Throw it in there. Yeah. I'm too busy with all these other goals, Patrick. I got too much to do, man. Oh, it's called priorities, man. Come on. I guess. Cobra Kai should be should be should at be least number up. two, right? I guess so. <laughs> hey, Andy, <laughs> do you know what? Um, real quick, do you know what episode number it is today? 
today is episode number 98, right? Okay. Now, if I do my math correctly, that means we have one more episode until the 100th episode. Yes. <clears throat> when we started the podcast a couple of years ago, we we named we named our episodes after three digit numbers. <laughs> Remember, we said yeah. episode zero zero one because we were like we're gonna get to at least three digits, right? Yes, <laughs> we're almost to three digits. We're almost there. We've almost done it. We have, yeah. It's been it's been a three year journey so far, Patrick. <laughs> um that we've been doing this and um i don't see an end to it i don't know about you we should probably have a formal discussion about this right well the end will be the end will be 999 because we can't that's true we only we only only created three digits we didn't do four so oh crap okay but that's gonna be years man that's gonna be years that's true yeah so in a few years a few more years (laughs) we'll be (laughs) we'll have to finish no, we're gonna have to do something. We'll, we're gonna we're, we'll have a treat for you guys, the the uh, audience members here, the listeners, for the 100th episode. We gotta celebrate it a little bit, right? Yeah. Not that many podcasts get 100 episodes. That's true. This is a this is a big one, so we'll have to do something special, right, Patrick? Yeah. Okay, we'll plan it out. Just be getting getting get stoked for that though. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> come on, Chris. Get stoked for that hundred episode coming up. Oh, I, I can feel it right now. Um, I'm already super topic. stoked. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully we live up to um, all the hype that you're giving it right now. <laughs> should we? Since this is the hundredth episode, should we start making money from this podcast? Should we start? Should we start having ads, Andy? Uh, I guess, yeah. Um, that would that'd probably be good. I don't know. <laughs> we got to hire that intern. We, well, we were going to hire the intern. We spent yeah. all of our resources on your soundboard, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so. But now that we got that, we need to, we need to, uh, yeah, maybe we need to get some ads to get the intern in here. Yeah, maybe. Or a better soundboard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to grow up, right? We we got to start, yeah, <laughs> acting like a like a grown up <laughs> podcast now. Okay, we'll be professional. Yeah. Okay, Andy. Well, have a good day. You too, Patrick. We'll talk to you next week, man. Until next time. <laughs> See. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do, because you made it to the end of this episode. That is, share it. Share it with a coworker, share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter. Just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast, though. Go buy a t-shirt over at designmuch.threadless.com, and then wear it with pride. And then lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics. Use hashtag designmuchtopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuch.org slash contact and fill out the form.